Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And once again, I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome to the Firetime Podcast. Well, I am just pumped to be back here for season eight. It blows my mind that we have been able to come this far together. And as we jump into this season, I want to just give you a blueprint for what the next few episodes are going to look like. So we got this idea a few months ago as we were preparing for the Firetime Workshop that the entire point of the workshop is to help you take control of your business so that you can help serve your customers and your team better. And the best way to do that is with a heartbeat report. Now, a heartbeat report is something that I got from Grant Falco years ago, and he came up with this on his own. But when he took over Falco's, he had to understand what's going on. So, This is a report that he gets on a weekly basis and his team goes through together so they can understand exactly where things are at. Now, in the Firetime Workshop, truly the entire point of the workshop is to help you build a heartbeat report for your business. But to do that, there's a 10-step execution process your business needs to be following to generate what's needed for the heartbeat report. And it's funny that, that, that this really is the point because for many business owners, everything is based on feel. How's your company doing? Well, I mean, I don't know, right? My, my, my gut says that we're doing good because we've been busy. You know, well, have you been busy? Like, how many door swings have you been been getting? How have your sales been? How has your profit been? How have your installs been going? Right. Very often, we just have like a gut feeling without any type of metrics or data to make decisions on. And what what I'll say is like, I am all about operating on feeling. I think that feeling is incredibly important. It, you know, it's it it it's what one of the most important things about us as humans is how we how we feel and how our emotions can tell us certain things. But emotions make amazing servants and horrible masters. And so to get a good perspective on our company, we want to have a combination of metrics that tell us a story plus our gut feel. And that really sets us up well. When you only have one of those, when you operate in all metrics, very often you make poor decisions. And the reason why is metrics are objective in some ways, but metrics tell a story. They really do. They tell a story. They tell a certain angle of how things are. Your gut feeling tells you a story. It's an angle of how things are. When you put the two together, you have a better perspective on what's going on. And and, and you don't want to be a company that's all data or all gut feel. You really want a healthy marriage of the two. So as, as we jump into this in the coming episodes, there are four keystone metrics that you want to be tracking in your business to have on your heartbeat report. And the reason I call it a keystone metric is because A keystone metric is a metric that leads to other things, right? You track this one thing and it will start opening up your eyes to all kinds of other things. So there's more metrics that are going to be great, but in these first four episodes, there are four keystone metrics that you really want to be paying attention to as the bedrock of your heartbeat report. And those are number one, traffic count. Number two, installation completion percentage. Number three, sales backlog. 
And number four, warranty percentage. <laughs> There's actually a number five, and I'm on the fence as to if we're going to do an episode about it because I don't want to overload you with too much stuff. So the jury's out on that. You can send me an email if you want it, and we don't end up putting that episode out. But for those four keystone metrics, what you can do is you can create a scoreboard that's just a simple quadrant with four grid boxes and have these metrics in it to review on a weekly basis. And in today's episode, Grant and I are going to talk you know, at a very fine-tuned level about the traffic counter. And truly, this is a metric that changed my life because it is the metric that it changed everything. It, it set me on the journey that I'm on today just simply by starting to count our door swings going back, I don't know, eight years ago, nine years ago, whenever it was that, that we started doing that. So you're going to find that as, as you as you you know start tracking these keystone things, all of a sudden you start thinking about stuff that you, you just never even considered, right? You know, we're going to get into this in the conversation today, but when you start tracking your door swings, all of a sudden you start asking, wait a minute, is my marketing working? I've been advertising for grills on TV for the last three months and I'm hardly getting anybody in the store looking at grills. Or you may, you may think that, that you need to have 15 wood stoves on display, but you start looking at your door swings and you're like, wait a minute, no one's coming in looking at wood stoves. I've only had one person in the last three months, but gosh, I've got you know 15 people a week who are coming in looking at gas logs. Like I need to make some decisions with the way that I have my showroom arranged. And, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, but that's what a keystone metric does is by tracking it, it starts to to make you think about other things and it tells you a story about other things even outside of that metric itself. So today we're going to jump into traffic count and I'm, I'm just so excited for you to hear this conversation. I absolutely have some thoughts on the back end, but for now, get out a pen and paper because this is something that's going to be really powerful for you. Joining me from Spokane, Washington is Grant Falco. Grant, it's awesome to have you, man. I'm excited that we're in season eight of this podcast. It's crazy. I mean, that is crazy, Tim. And of course, it's uh, awesome to be here again. You know, the first few episodes of this season are inspired really by you. For as long as I've known you, you have had a heartbeat report that you use to kind of keep your finger on the pulse of Falco's. And I'm sure it's evolved a little bit over time as, as you guys continue to grow, but but I mean, even before we got together, this was something that you just thought was necessary to run your business. And so, you know, I'm excited to jump in and and talk specifically about one of the key metrics on that report. But I think that there's a lot of business owners out there who really operate on 100% feel, which feeling isn't bad. Many, many business owners do have an intuitive gut feeling of how their business is doing, but it's very easy for that to be off base. And so I think the combination of gut feel plus some basic metrics and analytics puts you in a really good position to make decisions. You have, you have something more than just, just your own emotion, right? I couldn't agree more, Tim. I mean, we can, we can run our business stuff. feel like we talked about a lot, but to have these metrics is, is in a way just a, a superpower to kind of navigate that feel. I, I think about like the story of the heartbeat report and, you know, it was 10 or so years ago and my dad was kind of stepping out of the business a little bit, but wanted to have an understanding of what was going on. And so he tasked me with putting together a heartbeat report that we basically provided to him. And I, I thank him probably not enough uh, because that was really where everything started and I started to see in putting together this report kind of the ins and the outs 
of the business and what was happening and what it was indicating. And, and it was, it was just, it was amazing. And it's morphed into a number of different things now, but we still utilize the heartbeat report today. And like you said, it's definitely changed. Our business has changed, but the, the reason of having it is, is, is still the same to capture a heartbeat of what's going on, which is missing in so many of us when we're running our business. Yeah. So let's jump in. Let's talk about the first metric. And this is a really special metric to me because it's what started everything. And maybe we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I feel like, I mean, if we're going to talk heartbeat report and the pulse of a retail business, first thing we got to understand is our foot traffic. And I know that this is an important metric to you. And you know, maybe you can just talk for a little bit about that and, and, and I'll weigh in with a couple of thoughts too. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, a part of the responsibility uh, growing within this business ended up being marketing. And so just from that standpoint, when you think about what are the results of your marketing campaigns and tracking the people and when they come in and what they come in for allows you to kind of validate and understand that sales do give you some indicators, but on the marketing side, tracking the people that come in really tell you what is working and what's not. It's, it's one of those things, Tim, that seems so simple and like you really don't need to do it. But tracking at the beginning is so important and being diligent, even if not understanding what the numbers are telling you, it's really important to continue to track them and they eventually will. Now, it's tracking the, 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 the door swings is not something that is, is difficult, as you'll talk about. It's, you can just manually track it and you could limit yourself to a few categories to make it easy but it really does give you an understanding of what people are shopping for it gives you comparables to see what is your closing rate or estimate rate on the people that are coming in it really is a simple easy metric to start with that gives you a ton of information yeah i i think you're right it it it, it does give you a ton because it gives you more than just how many people came in that's like they talk about how there's like there's keystone habits that like, if you can build this one habit, it will springboard into other habits as well. And what I think about with the door swings is, I mean, like you said, it's a marketing metric for sure. You know, if you're running TV ads talking about gas stoves and no one's coming in looking at gas stoves for four months, well, that, you know, that, that tells you something about your marketing, but it also starts to tell you about your displays. Like totally, what dude. should, what should be on the floor? Yeah. You know, it, it tells you, I mean, over time, like if you, if you, like if you track your door swings for three months and let's just say that you're looking back at your last three months worth of data and you see that you have an average of, I don't know, 35 customers a week that are coming into your store and your sales are in the toilet. Well, thinking about this, man, if 35 people a week are coming in, I mean, wouldn't it make sense that that's a pretty good chance to make some good sales? So, so what's happening? Are, are we not writing up estimates? Are we too high on our price? Like it, it forces you to start asking questions. And, and like you said, the longer that you do it, it, it paints a picture that, that changes everything. 100%. I mean, I, I think displays and showroom, if you see that your, your consumers are coming in for primarily gas fireplaces, like built-ins, and you don't have any on display, or even 30% of your customers, 20%, you know that you have to build in that display or vice versa, or wood stoves. It tells you trends too for ordering. 
and things like that. Like seeing what, what is happening right now and, and something, you know, just currently that we're, we're seeing in our tracking at Falco's is that more people are shopping in advance. So through our notes, you see that tons of people right now are shopping for built-in gas fireplaces, which normally that starts maybe in another month, month and a half. Uh, and they're shopping for July and August. Our gas insert numbers are actually a little bit down and our gas fireplace numbers are up. And it's because people are anticipating lead times. People are on the gas insert side, maybe kind of checking out a little bit early because they don't think they can get some and we need to market to bring them back in. Tracking tells you all that, but it doesn't do anything until you start actually documenting it and tracking it, right? Yeah, man. I I mean, honestly, for me, the reason I, I picked this metric first is because this metric, it changed everything for me. I mean, I mean, I'm going back, gosh, I mean, I don't know, seven, eight years before we knew each other, before before any of this, this was the metric that changed the course of my life. And because it just, it forces you to ask so many questions, you know, when you start realizing how many people are coming in and we can talk in a little bit about how to understand what they're looking at it, you really have to reckon with, okay, is my marketing working? Am I writing up enough estimates? Am I engaging my customers? What should go on display? And to give you an example, I mentioned earlier, you know, the gas stove thing, but, but the reason I think about that is, is that was so true for me. So we had... This is going back probably six years or so, and we had a bunch of gas stoves on display. And by a bunch, I mean we had a small showroom, so by a bunch I mean like four. And and it was a it was a pretty major part of the showroom, but the showroom was so overcrowded. And we made the decision to actually pull out three of the four gas stoves so that we could put a really nice sitting area in front of our gas inserts. And the reason why is that, you know inserts we sold you know hundreds of yeah and i i looked through our data and at this time we've been tracking it for a while and in the last year don't quote me on this because but it was something like this like it was like in the in the last year earlier we had had a total of like nine people even come into the store looking at a gas stove much less we bid it and we win it or lose it it's like the entire year nine people so is it worth having a major part of your showroom for that and it and it wasn't for us, so we narrowed it down to one. And guess what? Like we still sold just as many gas stoves as we did before. And and some of his reps would give us a hard time of like, well, you'd sell more if you showed more. And what I would do is I would look at my traffic as a lead indicator, right? Yeah. So if people start coming in looking at gas stoves, okay, like we're gonna start we're gonna start adding more. But until I see that, I'm not gonna put it on the floor. No, I mean the numbers tell you the truth. We emotionally are always saying, oh, this many people are coming in. This is the percentage. And we'll probably all say the same same thing. We probably all have the same percentage. But when you track it, it actually tells you the truth. And you have these, I'd say, epiphanies of, oh my gosh, like why do I have nine gas stoves on the floor if I literally have 10% of the people coming in in my whole showroom looking for gas stoves? Uh, it tells you the truth. And when we're in it and all of us are still in the business, we need these things for, for, for perspective. Yeah. We'll get back to our conversation in just one second. Hey, if you're listening to this and thinking, man, I, I love this idea of a heartbeat report. I wish that I knew where my business was week in and week out, but I, I don't think I can do it myself. 
if that's where you're sitting right now, I'm just telling you, you have got to come to the Firetime Workshop. In early May, Grant and I are going to be spending three days with a small group of retailers to help you build this out. We're going to teach you about a 10-step execution process to run your business through every single week so that you can produce what you need to have this heartbeat report. The way to get on top of your business and know what levers to pull is to understand what's actually going on. And for many business owners, they can't do it. So at this workshop, we will take a deep dive and it's going to be a combination of us teaching you and of collaborative work between the dealers at the event. Now, you may not be in a position where you can travel. Our West Coast workshop is in Seattle from May 1st to 3rd. And if you can't do that, we have an online version as well. So there's simply no excuse not to attend this. I mean, now is the time to invest in your business. You only get to have a little bit of downtime before things get crazy again. And you just got to take advantage of this. To sign up for the Firetime Workshop online or in person, go to itsfiretime.com slash workshop. That's itsfiretime.com slash workshop. And we have a special bonus for everybody who signs up leading up to this thing. We can't wait to see you there. And it's going to be amazing to see what you do this season with your heartbeat report. So we we talked a lot about why this is important. I want to get practical. Maybe you can talk first about what you use to track door swings, and then I'll go into my solution. So Grant, your business is obviously very established, and you invest in a software system that helps you, and and I've seen it, and it's incredible. You know, in my past, we never did that. We had to do it by hand, and I want people to kind of see the full spectrum because either one can be a great option. Yeah, I think it depends on your setup as a business, how you kind of handle customers in the floor, and and obviously the size of your business and kind of how you want to handle this. But at the root of it, you're you're gathering the same information. And one thing I want to say before kind of getting into this is that don't worry about it being perfect, right, Tim? It doesn't need to be perfect. Like we're just trying to capture a good snapshot and it's better than not having anything at all. So yeah, there might be a few more gas fireplace people and a few less wood stove people on your tracking. It's an honor system in in most cases, but it's really important to look at it and understand that it all averages out. So what we used him, as you know, is a system called Lobby Central. We initially started to track similar to how you guys had done. Actually, I think you sent me your tracking list when we started. Yeah. And uh, it was too difficult manually to get the information, collect it, put it all into one place, For me, I have support staff who greets all our customers. Salespeople then come out and help the customers once it's designated what they need. So we tried, but just could not get the information to where it needed to be, where we could look at it. So we started to look into a system that could do it for us. And Lobby Central is that system that does it for us. What it is, is basically like a check-in at a dentist, uh, you know, place, or, or like when you give blood and you go in and you sign in, it's basically just a check-in in any old, uh, facility that requires that. And we use it on our retail showroom with a greeter. The greeter introduces her, you know, says hi, greets the person, and then finds a home for them on the showroom and checks them in with the category that they're looking for. What's really cool about having a system like that, Tim, is that I can pull reports that are automatically generated that give me a ton of information, like a, a nature of visit report, 
where it tells you how many people were in for fireplaces, how many people were in for heat pumps, how many people are in for barbecue. And just having that at, at, at your fingertips is, is, is really powerful, but that's not, you don't need that type of system as you know. Um, and it is kind of, uh, it is, it, it, it works for us, but it's not necessary to get what you need out of it. Right. Well, but, and I'm all for investing in software to make your life easier. So like what you guys have done is you have the greeter system is perfect for your business, right? Because you have a big showroom, you have someone that's working up front there. And 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 that's amazing because they can easily document that. It goes straight to the salesperson. And I remember, gosh, I mean, I don't know how far back this is, but there was a Saturday where I called you and you were on your way to the office because you can monitor Lobby Central from your house and you live like 10 minutes away from the store. You saw that there was X amount of people waiting for a salesperson. So you just jumped in your truck and started driving. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome because all the sales staff and we have a couple backup salespeople, which I'm one of them can watch the system in, in live terms. And that's really where, where like it's, wasn't expected. We didn't really realize that we were going to have that in this system, but the ability to know if there's an extra person on the showroom and they've been waiting 10 minutes, man, I can just click and I can go down there and I can help them. I know their name. I know what they're wearing and what they're looking for. And I don't have to bother anybody. Uh, whether I'm at home or here in the office, it works really well. Our service manager also works as a backup salesperson. He, he monitors the same thing. If he sees anybody that goes longer than five minutes, he's going to step in and, and try to help that customer the best he can. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure that it gives you really clean reporting too, where you can look at, you know, categorically how many people came in looking at, at wood inserts versus gas stoves, that sort of thing. Yeah, it just gives you so like year end and, and quarterly reports of what are people looking at, and then you compare them to the previous year, previous month. You have amazing comparables, and 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 even weather. It gives you uh, where you can plug in your own graphs against these things and, and correlate weather to traffic, which is really important for all of us. So yes, it gives us a ton of tools. I think. Uh, one of the things that we do track manually outside of that, that is important is door swings and value door swings. Tim, you talk about primarily uh, branding of a fireplace store and how people buy fireplaces every 20 years. And so tracking has given me an understanding of how many people are actually coming in for other things other than whole good products. And as you know, and I've shared many times, we use barbecues as not really like a huge sales generator or moneymaker. We use it as a way to continue to get people into our showroom over and over and over again. And so when I first started tracking, the value swings were upwards around 60, 65%. Of, and can you define value swing real yeah, quick? Sorry. Uh, so we, we track total swings. And then we total door we, swings, total door swings. So total people in the door. And then we track value swings, which are simply people that ask for a sales associate. And generally those are for the whole goods, the barbecues, the, the, the gas inserts, the gas fireplaces, the wood stoves, the fire pits, whatever that is. And that would be considered a value swing. So early on, I had a 60%, 65% value swing. And you would think that I would want that to be really high. And of course, I want every value swing I can possibly get, obviously. But in order to get more value swings, I need traffic through our showroom. 
And so we have grown total swings by carrying fuel, whether it's for pellet stoves or barbecues, always having rubs, always having every accessory, being a barbecue destination. Focusing on foot traffic has grown a, a brand that refers out more than barbecue. So if someone comes in and is looking for rubs and, and is doing buying some Yeti stuff, again, to get people in the door, they're going to refer out us for fireplaces because we got a number of them that they have to walk by to get to that stuff. So we're now down around at last year was 47% on our value door swings. And it's amazing because I know total value is still up, but the total swings has increased a lot more, which is exactly what we want. You know, it, your name is a lot better than mine. You call them value swings. We call them true retail customers. So like, you know, we have 10 people come in and you know, X amount of those are ones who are a true retail customer. Yours is, is a lot of the, more of a clean word phrase. Um, but here's what we would do. So, so we were on a very small shoestring budget. When I started at Fireside, I was in a, a small showroom that was like a, it was like a hub and spoke model where I wasn't at the hub. I was at the spoke. I'm like, you know, at the end of the world and this little tiny showroom with, you know, I don't know, 25, 30, 30 displays. And Everything was manual. So this is what we did. We just took an Excel spreadsheet and we made a list of every reason that someone could come into the store. So you've got like gas insert, gas stove, gas fireplace, gas logs, wood insert, wood stove, wood fireplace, pellet stove, pellet insert, pellet fireplace, barbecue, vent pipe, will call, yep. you know, all these different things. Yep. And, 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 it, and it filled up a piece of paper. You probably got 20 reasons. I don't know. Maybe, maybe 30 reasons someone could come in. And then going... That, so that's the column on the far left. And then going from left to right, we would have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just the days of the week. And now you've got a grid. So what we would do, someone comes in on Monday. Once we're done talking to that customer and, you know, they were looking at a gas insert, we would come back and just little, put a little check mark by Monday gas insert. And then someone else comes in looking at a wood stove. Okay. Monday wood stove. And then same thing on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But, and this is the, this is the differentiator. What we did is at the very, very end of this. Okay. You're, if you're tracking with me, we're going from left to right where we've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then we had a column for estimate slash site visit. And if we scheduled an estimate or a site visit with one of those customers, we would just simply put a check there. And then we'd have another column for deposits. And what this did is it allowed me to see, okay, Monday through Friday, we had a total of 15 people that came in looking at gas inserts. We took two deposits and we booked two site visits. That means that only four out of 15 were engaged. We have, so that means that we have 11 people who came in looking for a gas insert and we have no idea what happened to them. This was how everything got started for me because as we started measuring this and reviewing it week after week, I mean, I've told this story before our estimate percentage. I don't remember what it was exactly, but it was like 17%. It was below 20 and it blew my mind that we would have 10 people coming in looking at a gas insert and we'd have two, we have less than two walk out having booked an in-home visit or with an estimate in their hands. And that changed every, that changed everything for me. Yeah. And it's so powerful. I mean, Tim, and you've been, you know, saying it since the very beginning, 80% quote rate, and it all started with tracking. It all started with, okay, we have this many people in the door. Well, let's find out how many we're taking advantage of and 
how we're not. What it also tells you is what ones are you missing out on more eventually too? And it just keeps leading on to the next thing and the next thing. Yeah. And, and really quick. So, so you called them value swings. We called them true retail customers. But if you imagine with me, we've got this spreadsheet, right? We have, we have the 20 different reasons that someone could come into our store and then we have the days of the week. So we've made a grid. What we would do is we would highlight all the categories that were considered a value swing or a true retail customer, right? So we'd group all of those at the top. And then at the bottom, you've got vent pipe, will call, serv- like scheduling a service call, those sorts of things. We still want that business, but but you know we're not tracking the hardcore estimate percentage of that. So going back to, to think about all this, and we're thinking about how do you do this on your heartbeat report? Well, Grant, like you said, you could use a system like Lobby Central that you know you pay for and you get more bells and whistles with it, and in some ways it's going to be cleaner and easier. Or you could go full analog like we did. But on that heartbeat report, as you make this thing every week, at the very least, just start out, how many door swings did we get last week? And I'm telling you, you do that for what? I mean, just four weeks, you're already going to start to know things. Then maybe you get kind of crazy and you say, you know what? Now we're going to start just differentiating how many value swings do we get versus just a normal door swing? So all, so all you see is, okay, we've got, you know, 35 door swings last week and, se- you know, whatever, 25 of them were value swings. And then maybe after a couple more weeks, you get crazy and you start tracking your estimate percentage. But this is one of those keystone metrics. Just just start with the raw door swings by themselves and the rest will grow from there. Yeah. And I mean, I'm almost getting excited listening to you talk about that because you do get super excited once it starts to tell you things. And, you know, I think tracking is just starting to document that stuff is, is super powerful. And then you can get into the recording and the reporting, but don't overwhelm yourself at the beginning. Just start to see how many people are coming in each day and each week. And, and like you said, Tim, let it kind of go from there. So here's a question then getting really practical. Who is it that should track the door swings? You know, I think it obviously depends on how the business is kind of set up. Is it a smaller showroom, one person in there, or is it a bigger showroom kind of wide open? Um, I would say to start the easiest would be to have your sales staff do it. Correct. I think so. And that was, that was what we did. It wasn't until the end of my time at fireside that we had a single dedicated person in the showroom always that could do it. And once we did, you know, that worked, that worked pretty well, but for most of it, it was just the salespeople and you got to be really careful here. Cause again, this is honor system. I mean, yeah. it's the honor system. So a couple things is don't tie compensation to this. Be, do not incentivize people one way or the other to, you know, make it easier to fudge numbers. Um, number two is you, you make it always for their benefit. So if you have a sales team and you ask them to start tracking door swings, the first thing that's going through their head is how's my boss going to use this against me? So the way that I would frame it is I would just say, Hey, you guys are all paid on a commission. I want you to make more money. I've realized for myself as I've been tracking this recently that we don't write up that many estimates. So we're going to do this together and start tracking this because everybody can make more money with the customers that are already in here. Now, it's easy for me to say, and I know that depending on your situation, that might be harder to implement, but I would, this is a hill that I would die on. I would, I would force the issue when it comes to door swings. And maybe there's one salesperson that's more, you know, responsible than the rest that can do it. But yeah, all that to say, we, we had the sales team do it. 
framing it as a tool. I mean, that's in essence what you just did. You, you framed it as a tool they can use to get better at doing what they're expected to do, which is selling. Um, and tracking that traffic is going to help them do it. And then obviously, as you you know develop it further uh, with estimates and whatnot, one thing that I want to say, Tim, that is super important to, to hearth retailers, it tracking traffic puts an emphasis on traffic, something you're never thinking about. Yeah. And, and, and Tim, I, I want you to kind of talk about, you know, how difficult it is, you know, for us to get people in the door and how we need to take advantage of those people. But wouldn't you agree that tracking traffic all all of a sudden put some just immediate intentionality and how do I get more people in the door? How do I take advantage of those people um, in general? Gosh, yeah, you're totally right. It it does. It it, it does provide a sense of urgency. And at the very beginning, when I started at Fireside in our showroom, we had we had virtually no traffic. It was, it was pretty much an empty warehouse with a, a few displays and no marketing. Horrible signage. You know, our parking lot looked railroad. like it, yeah, railroad parking lot looked like it was a meth lab. I mean, all the all those <laughs> things. And and so at the beginning, we just didn't have it. Now, as we started to build a team and grow more of a brand footprint with the people that we had served we did start to get more foot traffic and our foot traffic, I would say is probably less than most of the businesses that were listening. Like for us, I mean, again, like we had, we had nothing in stock. You could not come and buy a vent pipe. You could not come and buy an accessory. You could not come and buy a barbecue even for most of it. Like it was a showroom with fireplaces that would be installed two to four weeks later. And that was it. So it was different than like your model grant where you're at a retail showroom. And, and truthfully, like your model is a better, more sustainable model, but we were a hub and spoke model. So that was what we had. So for us, I mean, honestly, I mean, a busy, busy week would maybe give us 35 value swings for the entire week. Wow. I mean, and I'm thinking, I mean, I don't even want to know what Falcons is. You're probably in the hundreds, but, but, but that was, but that was all that we had. And, and what we realized that was enough. So by tracking those swings, it was enough. And, and I'm all for marketing and I like spending money to, to, to do something that brings people awareness. But what we found was that we, we, in a lot of ways, um, both by choice and by situation, we cut our marketing budget significantly, but we're still able to grow our sales because we now had awareness of making the most of the people that came in. And, and we talked about this so many times, like Grant, people just don't walk into fireplace stores on accident. You know, it's yeah. not like going to Ikea on a Saturday where you're just going to go browse for whatever's new. I mean, you go there for a reason. And, and people are coming in to get two questions answered. What's going to work in my space and what's it going to cost? And they want you to give them that information. And without tracking door swings, we don't have it. Couldn't agree more. I mean, it puts the emphasis on all the things that are important. And it just starts with tracking simple door swings to start. I mean, it is pretty, pretty amazing at what it can lead to, uh, but it's super powerful. Yeah. So for anybody listening we're talking about how this this is a keystone metric that leads to other things that you can start to look at with marketing, estimate percentage, and, and I'm a big fan of all those. But for the sake of this, when you're building your heartbeat report, your number one metric you're going to start with, how many door swings did we get last week? Just start there 
you know, give it, I mean, you're probably gonna start chomping at the bit. I mean, you're going to get three weeks into this and be like, okay, we, we better start tracking what category of product they're looking at. It will just happen. But, you know, have your sales team do it. Uh, if there's a trust issue, find the most responsible person that's in the showroom and do it. If you've got a support staff member like you, Grant, I think that's the ideal situation is to have a non-biased party just, you know, observe and just mark down what the customer looked at. But, I, I, I honestly think this is a metric that is best done manually. I've talked to some stores that use an automated tracker and they've got a formula. Okay, well, what we do is we take the number, we divide it by two because everybody that goes in has to go out. And then we subtract 15% for the UPS person and for this. And they're left with a number that to me means nothing. Because I don't know what category of product they looked at. I don't know if it was a value swing or not. But what they, so to me, like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't get that. Like, like I've heard people argue like, well, your method has human error. I'm like, well, yeah, but like the, the key parts, the first word human, like I, like that human can tell me what category they looked at. They, they can tell me if they got an estimate or or not. So, so my advice would be to not invest. If you're going to invest in something for your door swings, invest in a software program like you did grant that makes it easier for a human to track this as opposed to you know, just your, just your, uh, laser door count system. Grant, this has been so good. I I don't know this for sure, but I I think it's true. Like if someone put a gun to my head and said, you can, you you have one sentence to help a hearth dealer grow their business (laughs) and it's got to be the most effective thing. Otherwise I'm pulling the trigger. I think that sentence would be track your door swings and grow your true retail customer estimate percentage to 80% and everything else will work itself out. Yep. Yep. I, I, I would agree. I think you've said it to me enough times that it's embedded. <laughs> cool, man. Well, this has been so awesome having you. I'm excited for the rest of this series and man, you're giving people a ton of value. So thank you. Well, thank you, Sam. I appreciate you having me again. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Grant Falco. I mean, gosh, for me, just going back and revisiting this metric, it almost makes me emotional because it, it truly is the start of everything. I mean, I, I can remember, I mean, almost to the day when we first created this this Excel sheet with the grid boxes on it. And, you know, it, it's so easy to think that, oh gosh, it's just a small thing. Like, I, I got more important stuff to do than figure out how many people are coming in the door. And I'm telling you, man, you don't. Th- there's a reason that this is the first metric. I mean, truly, if you if you start tracking your door swings and and quoting 80% of the customers that come in, I really think the rest will start to take care of itself. It, it's so important. I mean, it, it tells you how your marketing is working. It, it, it tells you, you know, is your sales team being effective with the customers that are coming in? It tells you what you should have on display. I mean, honestly, like it, there's so much that comes from this one simple metric and all it takes is a commitment day after day after day to just check the box on it. Now, Grant has his system with Lobby Central that's amazing. I mean, truly, if, if you're in a space where you are able to have a greeter, I, I think that that's the best model. I really do. Now, that makes them an unbiased source. All they got to do is pay attention to every customer who comes in and monitor who they talk to to determine was it a wood stove they were looking at or an insert and then ask the salesperson, was there an estimate written up? And and you can you know instantly take advantage of those metrics. But you know our system was, was really easy too. And, and like I said, we had the sales team do it. And I know that's not perfect. There's a there's an error of, of humanity that goes with that. But I'll take that all day long over a stale, cold metric that is just a number, you know? And, and this goes back to where 
all data does is tell you a story. And that story can be true, but I'll, I'll give you an example, right? Like, so, so, so let's say that, that your company has just like a laser that counts physical door swings and you've got this formula, right? You divide by two be, to, to, you know, take into account everybody that leaves the showroom, you subtract 15% for the UPS person and, you know, whoever, but well, I mean, there's so many things there. Like what if, what if your person goes out the back door? What if, what if your installers use that door? Like there's so many, there's so many things that, that convolute that number, but okay. But you're left with a number, right? So, so then you distill down, okay, our goal is a dollars per door swing metric. Well, I mean, to me, again, that's, that's a flawed number, but you know, let's say that, that you're in a meeting with a marketing person and all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, you know, we get this many dollars per door swing and we need to, we need to really raise that. So we're going to go, you know, do a TV ad based on this. Like, well, once you make the assumption that that metric is good without any context to it, you're operating it, in my opinion, just as blindly as if you were going on gut feel with no context to it. it it's really the combination of metrics plus feel that make for good decision making. And and like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm somebody that, that operates a lot off of gut feel. And so I have to surround myself with metrics because my default mode is to just trust my intuition. It's not always bad, but when you can surround yourself with these metrics, it's really, really powerful. And traffic count is one of those Keystone metrics. So how are you going to do it? You know, I think, I think that the question today is to decide whether it's going to be a handwritten system or whether you're going to invest in software. If this is brand new and you've never done it, I would say just go handwritten. But truly, as I go and work with retailers, this is a metric that not many people take and it is really, really powerful. And, and my hope is that you get started with it today. Now, if this podcast has been a blessing for you and you want to support it financially, you can do that by going to the website patreon.com slash itsfiretime. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash itsfiretime. And it absolutely means the world. Those of you who support this podcast, I specifically want to give a shout out to Napoleon that, you know, they've actually been a company that has helped support this for a number of years now. And it is... Uh, it's amazing to me that you know a manufacturer invests in something that uh, that they believe is just for the good of the industry. So I specifically just want to give a thank you there and uh, tell you that that you know for everybody that helps contribute to this, we take it really seriously and we're, we're on a shoestring budget, which we're okay with, right? We we really want to operate on a small and nimble scale, but our goal is to take those funds and use it to produce the highest level of content possible. So thank you. Now, next week, we're going to pick right back up where we left off. So if we're building our heartbeat report in the top left-hand corner, you've got your traffic count metric. Next week, we're going to jump into installation completion percentage. And this is incredible, right? If, if, if the traffic count tells you, okay, how many people came in, how many of them got estimates, and, and what are we doing to convert those into sales, the next metric, completion percentage, tells you, well... Are we, are we making the most of what we have, right? Our traffic has brought in these sales. What are we doing with it? You know, just to give you a sneak preview, like measuring the completion percentage is easy. We had 10 installs in the books last week and we completed seven of them. Well, that means that we had three jobs last week that we went out with the intention to complete and we didn't. So that, I mean, that's like 30% of our time 
was wasted that week. And it means that we're going to have to go back and fix that, which hurts profitability, which hurts morale, which makes a bad customer experience. That's the next metric we're going to dive into. And next week, we'll get really practical on giving you some steps to take in order to start tracking it. So as you go out this week, you've got your heartbeat report. You've got the first quadrant done. Be faithful in that. Build out a system to make this happen. And as the business owner, I would tell you, delegate this. Do not do it yourself. Delegate it, but come alongside that person to help them start to track this. If you can do this, it's going to be really powerful. So I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. We'll talk again very soon. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. To learn more, visit the website, itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time. All in to burn.